We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 14th, 2013. I wasn't going to actually do a study today. I was going to kind of wait till next week, but with all the stuff that happened with the whole Zimmerman, Trevon Martin verdict, um, really felt it was important to kind of address that subject and uh, just kind of do an in-depth look at all that. I hadn't really said a ton about it and just kind of going to kind of break down everything regarding this, what the, say what the agenda of Satan would be regarding this whole thing, what what the New World Order agenda would be um, for this, and um, because that's really the most important thing to look at when you're looking at any kind of mainstream media thing that they're uh, pushing on you, that's what you really, really want to look at. Um, also wanted just to let you know, uh, my mailing address that I've had for a long time, that they were actually, uh, that's going to be gone because they're putting in like a Walgreens, <laughs> wherever the place was, and uh, so I had to move, but unfortunately when I tried to do the transfer, um, they're real persnickety, and I guess the, the first time I tried it, they said, you know, this isn't going to work, you got to do it another way, so... Probably for a good solid week, anybody that sends me any mail, and I'm talking to the old address, will get it rejected. Uh, I don't think that once the transfer kicks in, those those mailings should be forwarded. And that was the old address, the 450 Conover Boulevard. The new address, which I'll have up on the website and on the uh, header for this PDF for this teaching, is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast number 321, and that's in Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. So that's the new address, and again, it should be up on the website, and will be on the PDF for this uh, teaching for uh, 7-14-2013. I just wanted to do that because if somebody uh, were to try to correspond with me during that time, they might get the actual uh, postal mail rejected. So, uh, also had people email me and ask me if I still run in that silver special that I've been, I kind of been running it on and off. When my inventory holds up, I run it on the 5,000 part per million. Um, it's for anyone in the United States, just because I don't do overseas shipping, but if you do live overseas, you go to doctor, the dash symbol, johnson.com, and you can order it off that website and that goes directly through the factory. And, um, they ship all over the world. But the special I'm running, $95 per bottle on the 5000 Normally it's 100 if you buy it off the website or any other website. And uh, I give free shipping in the United States. So it's about a $15 savings off if you bought one bottle of 5000 And if you bought two bottles, about a $25 total savings. Um... So, and then if you buy six or more, the price comes down to 85 a bottle, which is significantly less than any place you'll, you'll get it anywhere. Anyway, if, you, if you're interested about that, just email me, and um, uh, you can, uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about that if you're not aware of it. My email address is on the header to the PDFs, and I think you can find it elsewhere as well. So, and it's also on all the... Uh, emails that I send out. So, anyway, just wanted to kind of go over those couple things and get right into the whole 
uh, Zimmerman, Trevon Martin uh, cases. Now, this just came out on Drudge Report. It's the lead story right now. Obama has come out with a statement, and it's entitled, Obama um, basically honor Trevon with gun control. And it says, Obama added that Americans should honor the life of Trevon Martin by committing to, quote, stem the tide of gun violence. That's just a nice flowered way of saying we want to take away your guns. And then ask ourselves if we are doing all we can to widen the circle of compassion in our communities. Again, another veiled reference for we need to take all the guns off the streets so nobody can defend themselves. Only the criminals and the criminal government will have the guns. That's what they want. And there's a lot of different agendas afoot with this particular case. The New World Order is trying to accomplish multiple goals with this one case. I think that's why they're devoting so much time to it and focusing in on it. And we're going to really go in and dissect this and um, look at this. So this just came out from Mike Adams, the... um, on naturalnews.com, he, he puts out some good articles, and it's entitled Zimmerman Verdict Not Guilty, Stay Off the Streets, Everyone, and Prepare for Riots. Uh, the verdict is in on the Zimmerman trial, which is not guilty. The jury found that Zimmerman acted within his right of self-defense when he shot and killed Trevon Martin. This bulletin isn't about the trial itself, nor the merits of the verdict. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that today either. Uh, it's 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 done, it's over. So now you have to look at what is the aftermath, what is the agenda behind this whole thing. What? Let's look at that more. So it goes on to say, this is about urging all natural news readers to stay off the streets tonight and for the next few nights because there are huge numbers of people who are saying they're going to riot if the verdict come back, comes back not guilty. And we're going to go over that. We're not just going to say that and not give you any proof of that. Um, uh, let's see here. And... And now that moment has arrived, meaning the moment where he's been found not guilty. If you're a white person or even a Hispanic or really uh, Asian, uh, any type of of race, um, they're saying here, because really they're going to be going after, it sounds like primarily people that are of clear Caucasian lineage. I would imagine they would be doing that with Hispanic as well, because Zimmerman was, his mother's Peruvian. And so, his, I think his dad's they're saying he's white, so um, this is what they're, they're saying. I'm not, I'm not saying this is what the people up on Twitter and tons of other things we're going to document today are saying. So, uh, he says, now you may be racially targeted by radical groups or mobs who did not agree with the outcome of the trial and who will seek to take it out on innocent people. I've never seen the kind of racially racially charged violent vitriol now being witnessed surrounding this trial. As shocking an example of this um, is watch this video of some of the new Black Panther members um, who call Zimmerman a, quote, no good Jew. (laughs) He's a Jew. Okay. Um, And claim to have an army of 10,000 black men ready to seek justice. I watched the video. And um, it's apparent right off the bat that the leader interviewed, his name's Muhammad, okay? He's Islam. He is, um, and and I think Jones has talked about this in many of this new Black Panther is just an extension of really probably most likely the New World Order. Much like the CIA created Al-Qaeda, this is also 
very similar in that regard. Um, they're going to try to be used to incite mass uh, racial riots. And this is exactly what they're doing. I mean, <laughs> you can watch the video. Now, the guy's Islam. And here we go with, although he doesn't say, I'm, I'm Islamic, I'm Muslim. Uh, many of these Black Panthers, particularly the new Black Panther Party, are totally affiliated with Islam. Okay, now, we, we've documented all the evil whores of Islam. And now we're combining this with the uh, extra racial, black-on-white racial element. And they're um, calling Zimmerman a no-good Jew and claim to have an army of 10,000 black men ready to seek justice. You can watch it. I'll give you the link here. It's about eight minutes long. Um, Zimmerman has a proving mother and a white father making him... They're saying he's Hispanic, but I would say that would probably make him half Hispanic. Okay, but um, the leader interviewed on this video, his name's Muhammad, is also a Muslim. In 1989, a group called itself the New Black Panther Party was formed in Dallas, Texas. Ten years later, the NBPP became, New Black Panther Party, became home to many former Nation of Islam members when its chairmanship was taken by Khalid Abdul Muhammad. Okay, so, it's again, very, very similar to the CIA in the formation of Al-Qaeda and these types of things, the Taliban. Um, this is also a Muslim-based group, I believe, at this point, also that has a lot of strong affiliations with the government. And the government are going to use these things to create their new world order out of the chaos they're trying to unleash through them. Okay, So I think when we, we view it through this lens, this whole event, this whole trial, this whole fixation on it makes more sense. What it also does is it totally diverts our attention off all of the other evil, nefarious garbage that the government's trying to do behind our back. And, I mean, I sent out another newsletter this week um, by via email, and, I mean, that got into all of that stuff that I really couldn't have covered today. Um, and that's why I'm putting out the newsletters. I'm trying to put out at least one or two a week just to keep you up to date on this because there's no way I can cover it all. I'd have to have a daily show to do it. So... The leader of this, this new Black Panther in the video is basically stating they're actively trying to track down George Zimmerman right now, and he will be executed when found because of the eye-for-eye, eye, tooth-for-tooth. Tooth. Now, you watch, you, if you don't think that's the case, well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but that's basically what he's saying in the video. Um, it, it, he calls Trevon a baby. I, I love it now, Trevon's not being even referred to as he was a baby. He, he has a little rattle. And he, he, was, he was evidently being pushed down in a stroller, and, and, and all this happened. Um, it's best how, literally, how the guy portrayed Trevon. He was taller than Zimmerman, but any of that doesn't matter. Um, he said eye for eye, tooth for tooth, reasoning being why they're going to have to kill him. Um, but he evidently doesn't mind, and this is, this is the hypocrisy. Um, this is where I'm going to really try to point out the unbelievable, unimaginable hypocrisy regarding this whole spectacle of the Zimmerman-Travon Martin trial. The, the, the various facets of the hypocrisy. I'm going to try to make that as crystal clear today as I possibly can. Before I get into the next part, the New Black Panther Party also posted on uh, Twitter... And now they're going to have a million youth march, September 7th, 2013, Harlem, New York, with a picture of Trevon. Millions for Trevon, okay? 
And I want you to keep some of these things in the forefront of your mind as we start to go over some of these things that I'm going to be getting into. Because, it, again, I'm just trying to point out, uh, I drive points home today. This new Twitter by the new Black Panther Party says, There is no justice coming from white America. Take to the streets if you please. And um, they're basically calling on rioting. And he, they're saying they have a 10,000-man black army ready to seek justice. They're actively trying to track down Zimmerman, uh, who they call a no-good Jew. And um, they're going nuts over this one thing. They're going just absolutely nuts over this. Okay, Now, I'm not talking about my listeners. I'm not talking about every black person. and Obviously, I'm not. Okay. Um, I've had a, a ton of really good friends that are, that are black. Okay. And... This isn't about that, but there is a certain sect that we're talking about. Just like there's sects of bad white people, you know, like the KKK, somebody like that, you know what I mean? Or evil people in whatever. There, there's evil people in every sect of society, okay? So I don't want it to um, turn into that and, and to understand that right up front, that I know I have a lot of black listeners and things. I'm not trying to alienate anybody here. But what I have to do is also report on the facts. And just because I say something, just like if there was some horrific thing said about a certain sect of white men, doesn't matter because it, to me it doesn't apply to me because I'm not them. I'm not doing the evil things they're doing. Same thing for the black race as well. And there's, there's, there's big sects of the black race that have nothing to do with, with certain things that other sects are doing. Okay, So I'm just trying to clarify that. Um, now, he goes, he says um, they're going to track down George Zimmerman and he will be executed when found because of the whole eye for eye tooth for tooth reasoning. But he evidently, this Black Panther leader who's so incensed, he evidently does not mind that about half of the black race in America is being exterminated in the abortion clinics. But that doesn't matter. That's all irrelevant. All those millions and millions and millions of truly innocent black babies being slaughtered every day by the thousands, none of that matters. None of that matters at all. We only thing that matters is Trevon. That's it. That's all that matters. We are gonna riot, we are gonna kill, we are gonna this is what a lot of them are saying. And it's like the hypocrisy. It's like you understand half your race is being wiped out? In the abortion clinics, they don't make a peep about that. Now, I'm not saying all, but I'm saying those people, a lot of these same people that are going crazy over Travon, okay, over this one issue, this one issue that everybody wants to focus in on with a microscope, to the exclusion of the millions and millions and millions of black aborted babies in America, literally approaching 50% of the black population in America is currently being aborted in the abortion clinics. 50% according to statistics that they reluctantly release. Where do you get this? Well, Centers for Disease Control in 2004, which was the last year. Now, I don't know if they've, they there might be newer ones they've admitted to, but in 2004, the last year, which the report is available for this one source I got, African Americans abort, for every thousand live births, they abort 472. Okay? Um, whites, 162 abortions for every 1,000. So obviously that's a lot higher statistic. 
Doesn't mean I think I'm saying we're better. I'm just saying. It's a lot higher statistic. Now, I'm going to get into that in a second. Why have they been targeted on the abortion side? Because it has a lot to do with Planned Parenthood. A federal report from 2011 out of New York City, and this is federal statistics, said almost half the babies aborted in New York City were black. Half. And yet, they're not half the population. You understand? So, I mean, it's, it's very, it's, it's disproportionate as far as the amount of blacks aborting babies compared to other races. Totally disproportionate. Now, we'll have to see, well, was there agenda? Was there some kind of agenda afoot here, possibly? Um, I'm looking at that. Um, 25% of the people in New York City are black. Okay, according to a Census Bureau... Um, for uh, 2000, I guess it's 2007. Even this this report came out in 2011. Um, so they make up 25% of the population in New York, yet half the abortions are black. So, again, well, okay, well, is there some type of maybe agenda foot to exterminate the black races? You know? I mean, um, isn't that kind of important? You know? Uh, to maybe know that? If you're... Uh, any race, but if you're black in particular, sure. Why aren't the black preachers preaching on this? I don't think they are, for the most part. I don't think they are at all. Uh, Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion provider in America. 78% of their clinics are in minority communities. Oh, all by design there. Blacks make up 12% of the population in America, but 35% of, of abortions in America, in total. Okay? So it's it's disproportionate. It's it's um, they only make up twelve percent of the population, but they make up thirty five percent of the abortions in America. It's not like they they make up twelve percent of the abortions in America, which is what their population is. No, thirty five, which is almost triple the average on any other race. You're triple more likely for a black baby to be aborted than than other races. Okay. Um, then it goes on to say, are they being targeted? Isn't that genocide if they are? Blacks are the only minority in America that is on the decline in population. Did you know that the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, was a devout racist, she was buddies with Hitler, literally, corresponded with him, who created the Negro Project, designed to sterilize unknowing black women and others she deemed as undesirables in society. Now that's racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is as racist as they get. The founder of Planned Parenthood said, quote, colored people are like human weeds and need to be exterminated, end of quote. Is her version being fulfilled today? Yes, it absolutely, 100% is. So, that's a lot of, that's really the source right there. They would literally hire and pay off black preachers to go to black communities back in the day when Margaret Sanger was was around, and they would b literally go in there and encourage them to do this. Obviously, they couldn't biblically do it, but they were doing it somehow. I guess they were on the take. And um, that's well known as well. So this has all been documented. I've, I've documented this in other teachings as well. Now, uh, next report. Growing army of black pro-lifers target abortion. This is from Clarence V. McKee's perspective. And it goes on to say there is one major 
war going on. Not one in Afghanistan, the one here to stop the number one killer of blacks, which is abortion. Now, this is a, this is a black, I believe, lady or person, man, I don't know, yeah, Clarence, man. He's putting this out. This is what he's saying about his own, his own race. So the number one here is to stop, the number one, the one here to stop the number one killer of blacks is abortion. On one side, the well-funded Goliath army of pro-abortion advocates, which are Planned Parenthood, the ACLU, the Congressional Black Caucus, the National Association for Advancement of Colored People. Now, aren't all these organizations supposed to be pro-black? With the exclusion of Planned Parenthood. Aren't the other ones? Well, yeah. They, well, why are they trying to exterminate the black race then? That don't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, and there's scores of other organizations that are on this well-funded Goliath of pro-abortion advocates. On the other side, a small but growing army of black pro-life organizations. Now, these are the good guys. The, the black pro-life movement is making its voice heard in black communities. For example, the Radiance Foundation's, quote, black children are an endangered species and too many aborted dot com campaigns inform black women of the perils of being captured by the abortion army. They have gotten the opposition's attention. What's the message? Uh, black pro-life groups estimate that since Roe versus Wade, abortion has killed between 13 to 15 million black infants. More than all other causes of black deaths combined. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty statistically significant. Not from a biased source. This is what their statistics are. Okay? More than all other causes of black deaths combined via abortion since Roe versus Wade. Unbelievable. The Reverend Johnny Hunter of the Life Education and Resource Net Network said, quote, we're losing our people at a rate of 1,452 per day in the abortuaries. And then he says that's just pure genocide. Yes, it is. 100%. And this is, why, this is what I think the black race should be fixated on, as well as the white race. We should be fixated on it as well, just as much. It's just that it's happening in the black races on a statistical level that's far greater than, I would say at least triple, on a far greater level than, than the white races. Okay, And I mean, I, I can't speak for um, all the other races that may be in there, what their statistics are. But again, I think that's what the important issue is here. Not one little... Uh, case that we're fixating on with Trevon and Zimmerman in some self-defense case, you know, now all of a sudden that's the only thing that matters is this one case when we have this genocide going on every day. Okay, a again, it's about a matter of having perspective. Um, now, back to the main report of the article. Um, it goes on to say, also see people threatening to engage in mass homicide if the verdict came back not guilty. And there's many links you can click on here. The problem with most of these links is when you read these Twitter feeds, they're cussing up a storm, and I can't even repeat them. I only put some of the ones in here where they weren't cussing, um, because the uh, there's a lot of black men in particular that are ready to basically, 
you know, kill everybody, it sounds like, particularly white people. And so we go into then another headline on Drudge Red today, California protesters break windows, start fires. Next one, New York Giants star. This guy plays for the New York Giants. He says his quote was, um, well, I'm reading off his Twitter feed. It says, he says, I'm thoroughly confused. Zimmerman doesn't last a year before the hood catches up with him. The hood, which is what they're referring to where his, uh, uh, where black people, he's saying, particularly black gangs in this particular vernacular would live, okay? So they're coming after him. The Black Panthers are saying they're coming after him. And it's going to be, I guess, like mob justice. There's another link here, disturbing tweets following Zimmerman verdict. I really, again, uh, caution you, I have a warning here, bad language. I'm only posting a few because uh, they're not appropriate to... Uh, this, this one guy said... He says, I pray to God somebody kill George Zimmerman. Make him suffer. So what? That's the way I feel uh, about it. Anyway, there's one, and then here's another one. George Zimmerman's still going to die. Black people in Florida are going to kill him. And um, Now, the thing I want to point out about a lot of this, and we're going to get into this more and more, is if it were the other way around, think just constantly think, what if this were all reversed? What if this all were reversed, okay, and it had been a white boy killed by a black man on a neighborhood watch, okay, number one, would this be this big gigantic news story that it is, and I would guarantee you it would not be, this would have been a local story that would have never saw the light of day in the major mainstream press, and I'm going to prove that about 500 different ways coming up. Okay, And I mean that literally, about 500 different ways. Because there are way more heinous things that are going on on a daily basis in America. Not just black on white crime or whatever. But there's way more heinous things going on in America. They just chose to pick this one thing though. To create this race war. To create this order out of chaos. To create a lot of different agendas they're trying to push. Uh, ultimately leading to martial law. Um, here's a here's a picture. A demonstrator wears a shirt with a picture of George Zimmerman as a target. It's it's in the crosshairs of like a a rifle with his face right in the middle of the crosshairs. So in other words, this is you know they're going to kill this guy and you know we're going to shoot him. And this is what they're encouraging the black races to do. Some some people are okay. I mean, can you imagine selling this shirt and making money off this thing? Anyway, this is um, a picture of that you can see. Uh, they were protesting in front of Seminole County Criminal Justice Center uh, where a jury's deliberating in the Zimmerman trial. My comment, can you imagine if it were the other way around? And this is what I want to constantly keep trying to bring back home in this teaching. What if the shoe were on the other foot? Can you imagine if this were the other way around? And a crowd of white people, and they were wearing shirts like this with a black man on the shirts and the crosshair of a gun. Do you know there would be I guarantee you, riots and, and just craziness over that one thing. But they can get away with this in this particular thing. And again, I'm not talking about my listeners. I'm not talking about good people that are black or good people that are white or whoever. Red, brown, yellow, whatever. That does That's irrelevant to me. But I'm just saying, there is a preferential treatment regarding these issues. And I'm going to totally 
100% established that. It has nothing to do with my opinion. It is 100% factual as we get into this teaching. We're going to prove that. On the, the, the bias, really, against whites um, in regard to these types of things. Now, I understand a lot of rich white people run the earth, the Illuminati, okay? A lot of rich Zionist Jews are a part of that as well, okay? So I'm not saying that there's not a lot of other people that are extremely wicked that are pulling the switches for a lot of this stuff. Just trying to look at this from a balanced approach here. So, going further, Oakland hit by riots after Zimmerman verdict. Civil unrest is beginning to hit U.S. streets following the acquittal of George Zimmerman with demonstrators smashing windows, attacking police cars, overturning dumpsters, and setting fires in downtown Oakland. One police car was daubed with the words, kill pigs, as American flags were torched. Kill Zimmerman was also scrawled on the Almeda County Courthouse. Uh, Twitter messages threatening to violently kill George Zimmerman continued to flood the social network. Again, I really believe if these were, if this, if the shoe were on the other foot and, and white people were doing this, I think that they would be apprehended in mass. I really do. Um, because I'm going to show you the bias as we get into this further. I'm going to show you about 10 pages of solid links proving my point that you can click on, that you can go explore, and they have nothing to do with it being my opinion as a white person. Um, now, I did a teaching on this not too long ago, September 23rd, 2012, and it was called my End Time Preparedness Prepper Mega Study. It was a three-part study. And in part one, I got into a report that was entitled When the Music Stops, How American Cities May Explode in Violence. Okay, and I get into all how these gangs are going to be literally activated and how they're going to be used to cause civil unrest and kill a lot of people and to do a lot of really, really evil stuff. And what we can do to guard against that, law-abiding citizens, whether, again, whether you're black, green, red, white, whatever, okay, because you don't want to be around this. I don't care what race you are. And then I also, then the second part, part two of that same report, and then I got into the whole subject of biblical resistance to tyranny, which is a subject that a lot of times you won't hear covered a lot in churches. Biblical resistance to tyranny. And what are the parameters there? I get into that. And then the last thing I talked about in part two was black mob violence in the media's silence. The big list of racial attacks, assaults, and threats. Now, again, this has nothing to do with me being prejudiced. I'm just reporting here. If I see evil, I'm going to report on it. If it's Muslim evil, if it's Catholic evil, if it's whatever evil, I'm going to report on it if, if I have the time and the means to do it. And I'm going to, I reposted that part for this teaching. Black mob violence and the media silence. And we're going to be going over just a fraction of some of those reports in this teaching today. And I'm really only going to be giving you the titles because it would take me, if I recovered every link there, um, it would probably take me 30, 40 teachings. I mean that literally. And these are just the ones that have happened since 2010. Okay? So we're going to get into that. And the media silence. And this is, the, this is where we get into the hypocrisy of, of the whole thing. But I'm going to uh, actually... Uh, yeah, let me get into it right now because now is appropriate. Now, I give the PDF for that teaching as well here. I give you the links to those audios. And this 
next part is entitled Black Mob Violence and the Media Silence, Big List of Racial Attacks, Assaults, and Threats. Now, um, here's the first one. Breaking news, uh, or black teens murder white baby just for the fun of it in Georgia. Why didn't the mainstream news cover this? If it was the other way around, two white kids breaking into a black lady's house and blowing her baby's head off while he was literally laying there in his, in the, in his little chair, which is what happened here, do you think that that wouldn't be front page news across America? But did you hear about this? This is one of the literally thousands of cases of this going on. And it's increasing. Okay? Young black thug shot a white baby in the face at point-blank range. Brunswick, Georgia has been rocked by an unprovoked hate crime murder. This is the first time I heard it. I just found it today. By an unprovoked hate crime murder of a 13-month-old baby. The baby was shot right in front of its mother with two by two black teenager thugs. The shooter is believed to be between the ages 13 and 15. I'm going to play this very short video of this poor mother. When she got back from the hospital with a bullet wound to her leg, Sherry West invited me into her living room, still littered with items belonging to her baby boy, Antonio. The 13-month-old was killed in cold blood right in front of her just a few hours earlier in a robbery attempt by a couple of kids. And they said, I'm going to kill you if you don't give me your money. And I said, I, I swear I don't have any. She was walking her child in a stroller just yards from her Brunswick, Georgia home at about 9 in the morning. Two boys approached She was walking her baby in a stroller. She probably wasn't like walking around wads of cash. So I guess they didn't like that too much. They had to kill, kill her baby, shoot him. And they were um, two African-American boys... And um, one of them was about 15. She says the other boy appeared younger than 10 years old. And the older one, pointing a handgun. He says, well... Younger than 10. See, they're getting... And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying there's not any white kids that would never engage in this. But I'm just saying, overall, this type of crime is getting younger. It's getting more violent. you got the violent video games out there teaching people to do this. And you also have the rap music which is full of inciting this type of absolute demon-possessed behavior. I'm going to kill your baby. And, and I said, please don't kill my baby. Chilling words from the children. Little Antonio's father tells me he wishes he could have been there to protect his family. He was so special. Got the bluest of his eyes. Sadly, little Antonio was sleeping in his stroller at the time would never open those eyes again. I put my arms over my baby and he shoves me. And then he and then he shot my baby right in the head. West. Can, can you imagine how demon possessed you would have to be and at such an early age to do something like that? Blow a little innocent baby's brains out in the stroller because his mom doesn't have They might have done it anyway, I don't know. Then she began CPR on her little boy's lifeless body, and she tried to bring life back into her boy. She wondered to herself how a couple of boys could get their hands on a real gun. But when I saw him shoot my baby and my baby died, I knew that it was real. But why? Why my little one? You know, you should have just taken a pocketbook and go. I mean, that's just beyond pitiful. I mean, just absolutely beyond pitiful. Now, if it had been too... White boys doing it to, I would say the same thing. 
to a black baby, I would say the exact same thing. It's just is wrong. Okay? But there is a disproportionate amount of black on white crime, and not only black on white, but black on a lot of other different races, that is going on right now, that is increasing. It's statistical, it, it is a statistical, provable fact. And you can call me a racist for saying that all day long, but whenever I see evil, I'm not going to apologize for that evil. If a race is committing it, that is not whatever. I'm not going to apologize. If the whites were doing this, I would say it's just as wrong and it's just as evil. Okay? So, again, I'm not being prejudiced here. I'm just reporting. I'm a watchman. I'm warning. Okay? And I really see this potentially turning into something that it already is turning into that the media is virtually totally ignoring. Now, America, this is... um, uh, the link to the story. America is in the midst of an epidemic of racial mob violence and the media refuses to report on it. See, this is the hypocrisy that I'm talking about here. We have Trevon and uh, Zimmerman and everybody's fixated on this one thing. Oh, the travesty. Oh, the, and then there's all this other stuff going on. All this other crime that we're going to report on. And it's virtually, you don't even know about it. But that's okay. It's, it's good to do that. That's fine. The media can't report on that. We can only report on something that's perceived as white on black crime. Do you see the hypocrisy? You know? I mean, it's it's so unbelievably unjust and unfair. So, it says, this um, person that um, wrote this, he says, in my book I documented hundreds of examples of black mob violence in more than 70 cities, big and small, throughout the country. Many of the episodes are on YouTube. I also documented how the media and the public officials ignore, condone, excuse, and even lie about this wave of lawlessness. It's this big, gigantic, evil thing that's going on. Nobody wants to say anything. None of, none of the lamestream media wants to say a, a thing about it. Because it's evidently not politically correct. Despite a growing mountain of evidence, still some deny this problem exists. Curiously, the same people who deny the problem are always the first to explain it away. So here are the links to the racial mob violence throughout the country. Following the organizations of the chapters in my book, uh, some by city, some by theme, um, i.e. racial violence against Asians, gays, Jews, women and others, I followed up many of the links with phone calls or emails to confirm the racial nature of the attacks and lawlessness. So the guy was really trying to do his homework. Many of the individual links are definitive, treat the others as clues that are part of an investigative package that help us determine the racial quality of that mayhem um, and how the public officials and media react to it. And the editor's note, he says, some of these links will have images and language that is objectionable. Yes. <laughs> Definitely so, you know. Um, here he, he lists some breaking reports about, uh, basically, most of this is black on white crime. Okay, that's not being, it's only being reported on a local news level. It never makes it into the national press like the Zimmerman, Trevon Martin case did. And um, there's literally, I think, starting at page 5 of my PDF. I'm in a 12-point aerial font, okay? Single-spaced. We start on page 5 of my PDF, and we go all the way to page... uh, All the way. Straight links. 
to page 16. 11 solid pages of links. Single-spaced, 12-point aerial font of basically black on white, Asian, Jew, gay crime that's not being reported at all other than on a local level. The hypocrisy is unbelievable. When you compare so many of what we're going to be looking at, and and I'm only going to be going over the titles, would just beyond blow away the Trevon Martin, George Zimmerman case. I mean, it's so much more hate. I mean, this was was a case where the guy was found innocent regarding self-defense. And we're talking about Masses of people so up in arms about that, so ready to kill, as they term whitey over this, and yet you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other cases of black on white violence that are going on every, you know, around the country every day. And that's okay. That's, you know, the, do you see the whites protesting in mass about that? the white race and or the other races that are being targeted would have much more right, in other words, to actually be the ones mad or protesting. People are being killed by the hundreds, by the thousands, in these black-on-white or black-on-whatever race attacks. That's okay, though. Just shut your mouth. You're racist if you bring that up. (laughs) I can't keep silence about stuff like this. It's impossible for me to shut my mouth when I see hypocrisy at this level. Who's the real racist here? You know, if the, if the black people that were really out there protesting for Trevon and wanting to kill everybody, if they were to honestly be forced to take an objectionable look, an objective look at the evidence I'm presenting today, I, they would, I, I, I mean, unless they're just to, so demon-possessed the toenails that it wouldn't matter. I don't know. I, would, I believe it would shut a lot of people up. I'm just going to go over some of the headlines here, okay? Out of these 11 pages, I'm not going to get get into them. I'm going to go over the headlines. Feel more than free to go into this PDF and click on whatever headline. Now, some of these have been removed from YouTube because these are very politically incorrect and YouTube doesn't like these either. There is a New World Order agenda to try to sanitize all of this information just exactly like they're doing with the Muslims. All of this evil, wicked, evil garbage that the Muslims are doing, that I report on, sometimes, you know, uh, at least once a month, that I report on in my newsletters, that I've documented over and over, all the horrific things they're doing. You see that on any of the mainstream news as well? Very little. Very, very little. And if if, if it is reported, they don't even name them as Muslims, which is another common theme here. It's black on white or black on other race crime, and they they won't identify them as black. Although when you see the pictures, they are. Or when you see the footage, they are. Oh no, we, 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 we can't say they're black. We, we, we can't say they're Muslim. We can't say, oh no, no, it's not, it's not politically correct. So see, the New World Order is trying to protect this. Because they're going to be using these groups and other groups in order to incite literally another civil war in this particular case. And with the Muslims, also World War III most likely. So they're protecting these groups preemptively so that they can, at the right time, when things really, really, really come to a head, because it hasn't come to a head yet. Can you imagine if this one little trial with Trevon, which I I believe Zimmerman was was innocent, okay, 
And they're saying it's this big travesty of justice, a lot of the people that are protesting this. Can you imagine if something really bad happened where it was really a travesty of justice and and it was shown these same blacks that are so up in arms right now, oh, look at what happened here. I mean, this is nothing. What happened with Trevon Martin and Zimmerman? What if something really, really, really bad that they staged happened? What if they had, as a result of this, supposedly they have whatever group of white guys go in and just kill a whole bunch of innocent black people? Okay. You don't think that's not going to start a new civil war? Absolutely 100%. I mean, we're right on the verge of it right now. And again, these are things primarily to pray about. Because this is what Satan wants, to kill, steal, and destroy. And um, I'm just telling you the way I see this thing potentially going down. Here's some headlines that, again, you probably haven't heard any of these. um, Other than if you lived in these areas and you saw it on a local level. Uh, Here's the first one. Beat Whitey Nights at the Iowa State Fair. They literally had a Beat Whitey Night. They announced it ahead of time. Go there and, and beat up, you know, all the whites you can beat up. Um, another one, Milwaukee, flash, violent flash mobs, which is how they'll a lot of times work. They show up in flash mob style, coordinated through social media. A lot of people show up at once, do what they're going to do, rob whoever they're going to rob, beat up whoever they're going to beat up, and then they get out of there. Okay, this is, and it's one of the things I got into in my, my teaching I did that I posted earlier on the prepper study. So, um, Milwaukee violent flash mob attacks group, um, and then they say, oh, white girl bleeds a lot. And that's one of the common themes, that's one of the books I'm going to be getting into. Um, uh, officials, flash mobs already plagued the south side. Another one, panic amid U.S. flash mob attacks. Uh, another one, this is from Philadelphia, women's leg broken in violent African-American mob in North Philadelphia. Another one, officials tried to end Philly flash mobs. Another one. Teens in a mob assault and rob Center City patrons. Next one, the bystander was severely beaten by a flash mob. Next one, Macy's fight. 100 teens storm inside Macy's and start fighting. 14 arrested. Next one, African-American flash mobs terrorize Philadelphia yet again. Next one, riots in Philly flash mobs. I'm only covering about, I would say, maybe 20% of the links. And I'm not even going into them. I just don't have time. Next next report. Uh, racist blacks are targeting Asian women for hate crimes in New York. Blacks admit to targeting Asians, but say that he's not racist. This is another theme you'll see. They'll deny it having anything to do with race if they're interviewed or interrogated. But yet, if they go up on the social media, they'll, they'll brag about it being racist-oriented. You know, kill Whitey and whatever. You know, crackers and all this stuff. So, again, hypocrisy. This is from Chicago. Um, police beef up patrols to combat flash mob crime. Uh, next one, audio from 9-11 tapes released. Dozens of gangbangers pushing people off their bikes. Next report, Army Schwartz, Amy Schwartz says Chicago police are covering up for Memorial Day Beach riot. They're constantly covering this stuff up. We're not even knowing the half of it. These are, these are links that have been sanitized most of the time. So we're really not even, this is, it might be, two to three times worse than what I'm even reporting, and it probably is. And this is only in certain cities. And this is only since 2010 that that these reports are from. It's not like this goes back 40 years. Okay? 
Uh, next one, teen mob suspect in downtown flash assaults. Next report, Chicago mob brace for flash mob attacks. Next one, white girls bleed a lot. The return of racial violence to America and how the media ignores it. Next one, out of Milwaukee, Flynn calls looting and beatings in River West barbaric. Black mobs attack innocent white people outside Wisconsin State Fair. Next one, State Fair Maley's produce 11 injuries, 31 arrests. Next report, Black Wisconsin teen admits he targeted whites. He said they're easy, easy targets. Next one, hundreds of assault cases misreported by Milwaukee Police Department. They're being told to misreport this stuff by their higher-ups. Which is just totally pure evil, you know? Next one, mob of black teens go on Memorial Day rampage in Milwaukee. I've clicked on some of these videos, and they're, they're, they're legit. I mean, and it shows the footage, what's going on. Uh, and that's why this guy said he did a lot of homework before he put these together. Um, the next report, Milwaukee Water Street Brawl. Next report, hundreds of assault cases misreported by Milwaukee. Okay, we already got into that one. This one's out of Iowa, Peoria, and Akron. It says, Iowa State Fair Violence uh, uh, beat Whitey Knight in the, in the journalistic fail. Meaning, you know, they just fail to report on this stuff. It's okay. Um, Akron police investigate teen mob attacks on families. Then we go to Minneapolis. And again, I'm skipping over the majority of the links here. Minneapolis mini-ride from 9, 10, 11. Uh, next one, mother of teenage girl, mother, teenage girl mob attacked my family. A lot of these are, are black teenage girls that are attacking um, white girls and other people as well. Uh, flash mob attacks Minneapolis Pedal Pub. Next one, Mall of America brawl riot over rumors of Little Wayne Drake. Chairs get thrown. Um, skipping over a ton. Black on white link in Minneapolis violence. Then we go to New York. Anti-Jewish crime wave. Hate crime robbery against Brooklyn. Yeshiva student in in Monsi, Orthodox rabbi who was beaten testifies about the attack. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts rampage caught on video as a mob of two dozen young people caused more than $2,000 in damage. Next one I repeat, I was beaten, taunted for being white. Bronx man says after subway attack. Next report, police, 11 arrested after fight breaks out uh, inside Long Island Hospital. Next one, five men arrested, two cops hurt for Long Beach riot. Next one, three arrested, more sawed and gang beating that left New Jersey man in coma. Then we go to the 4th of July, 28 arrested in a series of overnight mob attacks. Um, next report, black mob in Pura shoots fireworks at police and firefighters. That's another big theme. Uh, then Dallas thugs go nuts and assault police, photo, photojournalists with fireworks. Then we go to Baltimore. Sorry, I lost my place here. Okay, going to Baltimore. Uh, mob beats, robs, and strips a tourist on St. Patrick's Day. In Baltimore, St. Patrick's Day violence extend, exceeded initial reports. Police dispatch tapes show. Call for crackdown on black-on-white terror. This is one of the few places you'll see that, black-on-white terror, in all of these reports. Then mob, downtown mobs, what police call routine, others describe as scary. Black racist gangs are targeting white men for hate crimes in Baltimore. Uh, teens stabbed at Inner Harbor Melee. Next one, police man, 19 years old, beaten by two groups of students downtown. Next one, flash mob steals from Baltimore 7-Eleven. Beat store manager who tries to stop them. 
And then breaking students allegedly robbed and sexually assaulted at McClendon Mall Fountain. And then the limo riot in Chicago. This is the subject. It says, four arrested in Chicago after men jump out of limo. Attacked bystanders, police say. They accused the limo mob was actually shooting a music video. Guarantee it was a rap music video. And rap music has a ton to do with this garbage that we're looking at. Because it incites all of this totally demon-possessed behavior. There are demons connected to the music, and if that's what you're putting in your head, then you're going to start acting out on it, eventually, You, if you have enough of that garbage in your head. So, he's got this all set up by chapters. This is chapter 16. It says, this riot has a soundtrack. And... It says down, downtown Greensboro, which I'm pretty sure is Greensboro, North Carolina. Flash mob beating investigated by police. I just saw another video the other day. They had a huge flash mob down in Greensboro again, where they did all kind of damage. Um, it was a group, large group of black boys, it looked like. And, um, you know, they're just nothing's being done about it, really. And this is a whole section on this riot has a soundtrack, which... I think that one relates a lot to how it's interrelated to rap music. And I'm going to get into that in a second. We go further. Texas, 14 men charged in sexual assaults of Texas girl. Okay. 14 black men in this case. Tragedy of 11-year-old rape leaves black mark on Texas town. Next one, flash mob. Ends with group beating of Dallas convenience store clerk. Uh, then we go to New Jersey. Flash mob appears at firefighters carnival in Union County causing fights to break out. Uh, and then we go to Portland, Oregon. Smart mobs turn violent as flash mobs rob store after store in the United States. Then Portland train mob attack on white teen ruled not a hate crime. And um, anyway, it was clearly a hate crime. Portland police investigate sexual assault in Laurel Horse Park. Then we go to Cleveland. Black flash mob in Cle- Cleveland Heights refuses to, re- Cleveland.com refuses to even report the case. Then we go to South Carolina. All black eights, uh, all Eight black suspects in brutal five points beating of white teenage boy in custody. Then we have, the, it's called Chapter 23, the St. Louis Knockout Game. Um, this is where I guess they go there and it's some big game that they have to knock out as many white boys as you can, or whatever, white people. Knockout King, kid, kids call it a game, cops call it murder. Teens playing knockout game, beat gay man bloody in St. Louis. St. Louis man recovering after unprovoked, unprovoked attack in Tower Grove, St. Louis knockout, Game King, more victims, and the cover-up by City Hall and the police. There's gigantic cover-ups of this type of violence all over America. And when I see cover-ups, that's the main thing I want to report on. Because uh, if it's important for the New World Order to cover it up, then I want to be do everything I can do to expose it. Next one, pick them out and knock them out. Three teens arrested in savage murder of senior. Okay, People are getting murdered here. And this isn't in self-defense. This isn't like the whites were attacking them. These guys are being picked out and they're being, you know, gang beat and killed. And which is far worse than the Trevon Martin Zimmerman case. Far worse. Any one of these would have been far worse. And yet we're all fixated as a nation on this one thing. You know? Or they're trying to get everybody fixated on it. It's just the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Then we go to Seattle. Five blacks charged in attack on man and pregnant teen, teen aboard bus. Then we go to white teen beaten, tortured by blacks. Uh, Mardi Gras riot in Seattle. 
Then we go to chapter 25, public transit, horde of, horde of teens attack and rob MARTA passengers. MARTA is the bus line, one of the names of bus lines. I know it was that in Atlanta. Um, and then in St. Louis, roving, wilding gangs of up to 100 blacks attacking people at train stations. I've seen these ones. I mean, I've seen the videos where they go up and they just nail somebody as hard as they can. Just sucker punch them. Knock them out. And they all just, they all, they're all filming it and they think it's so cool and funny and the guy's out there spitting out his teeth or whatever. Or dead. And um, they think it's hilarious. I mean, they think it's just good, clean fun. You know? Um, and then flash mob on Venice Beach boardwalk ends in shooting. Next one, I was beaten taunted for being white, Brock's man said after subway attack. Next report, African-American teen mobs attack uh, Chicago Transit Authority buses. Then we go to Atlanta. Now I'm going to play this. This isn't my words. This is the words of a black judge. This is his words. This is a report straight from Atlanta, the Atlanta News. Okay, I'm just going to let this roll. Think about racism or reverse uh, racism. Okay, so this was that was a judge you're hearing speak, and this is their their local news there, and this is uh, you're hearing him speak. So this is, they're going to explain the story. Admits he cleared his courtroom of all the white people in it. Today he's explaining why he did that. So he cleared all the white people from the courtroom, and then he had a talk with the blacks that were there that uh, weren't cleared out. Judge Marvin, Marvin Arrington Sr. told us he's been sitting on the bench in Fulton County for about six years now, and the majority of the people who he sees committing crimes have been black. Well, Thursday, he says he... Just okay, so that's what he's seen. He's seen the majority of people committing crimes in his jurisdiction are black. Okay, now that's not me being prejudiced. Okay, that's what he is observing as a black judge. So, I'm just stating that up front. ...decided to do something about it. Channel 2's Jaquetta Williams is live at the Fulton County Courthouse with more on this story. Jaquetta? Well, Jovita, Judge Marvin Arrington says that uh, if he did what he did, he would probably do it again, but he probably wouldn't ask all of the white people to leave the courtroom. He says he doesn't regret what he did. And here's why. I came out and uh, saw the uh, defendants, and there's about 99.9% Afro-American, and at some point in time I excused some lawyers. Did. He said it was 99.9% African-American. He said that. Oh, no, you're a racist now. You're a racist. You're against the black. Listen, I'm not the one saying this. This is a black judge who I respect that he did this, okay? I would shake this man's hand in a heartbeat. I would, okay? And he is the one saying that 99.9% of the people in the court, meaning the ones that were coming before him for various crimes, were black, okay? Not my words, his words. Most of us white, and just said to the young people in here, what in the world are you doing with your lives? Judge Marvin Arrington Sr. says he was trying to do a good thing when he decided to clear his courtroom on Thursday. Judge Arrington only wanted to address the black people who were there. He says it was for a short time during court proceedings. I didn't even think about racism or reverse uh, racism. I practiced law uh, for 30 years and uh, 75% of my partner was white. It may be that 
people of color speak more freely among each other. Judge Harrington says the majority of the people who come before him who commit crimes like murder, rape, burglary, and home invasions have been black. He says he wanted to do something about it, clearing his... I mean, the majority of murder, rape, home invasions, all these things are black. He's saying this. He's observing it on a day-to-day basis. I love this guy for what he did. You know, he did the right thing. I mean, because the one lady was saying, well, you know, they... It was a real quick thing there that you might have heard about being able to free, uh, speak more freely to your own race. I can understand that. I can totally get that. I don't think there's anything wrong with what he did at all. But, of course, they're condemning him because, wh- wh- what are you going to say? It, it's like reverse racism or it's not politically correct, evidently. Courtroom and making a speech was his opportunity to do it one-on-one. I didn't want them to think I was talking down to them trying to embarrass them, insult them, uh, be derogatory toward them. And I was just saying, please get yourself together. Was he wrong? And then they go, and then they, they say, they go how, they interview other people, and they're saying how wrong he was to do that. He was trying to do a good thing. He cares. You know? And he wanted to speak to his own race and he had to, I mean, if it was 99.9% were black, he only had to have a few whites leave the room or whatever. And I'm not saying that's representative of, of all the crime statistics. Obviously it's not, okay? I mean, so, but I'm saying in his particular jurisdiction that day it was. And, you know, I think what he did was, was wonderful and he did it because he did care. Okay, now, as further evidence of that, and again, I'm not being racist here. I'm just going to give you some statistics here. Um, again, Planned Parenthood, for a long time, they have tried to totally eradicate the black race via Planned Parenthood, via the abortion clinics. So the most, the, the worst place you can be, statistically, if you're a black person, from the conception, when you're conceived, is in... The womb, that is the highest risk place you can be in your mother's womb because there's a 50-50 chance, statistically, you're not even going to make it out of the womb. Okay. Now, if you escape that gauntlet okay, and you're born, and I understand there's a, there's a lot of things working against um, the black races regarding the New World Order wanting to try to make sure that, that, that this exact behavior that we're seeing here exhibited in these links that I'm going over becomes reality. They want to destroy the black race. Um, Here we read, and these are uh, statistics of um, incarcerated African American males have been taken by several studies on specific age groups, geographical location, and causes of incarceration. Um, Approximately 12 to 13% of the American population is African American. Now that's what I said before, 12 to 13%. But they make up to 40.1% of the almost 2.1 million male inmates in jail or prison. Okay, now again, you, you could say, well, you're racist. No, I'm not racist. This is a statistic. They only make up 12 to 13% of the population, but they make up 40.1%. That's over triple what it should be if it was just, if every race was the same. Every race was the same. There should be 12 to 13% of, of um, inmates okay, being black male. It's not. It's 40.1. That was in 2009. 
Okay, this is all. Um, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna put. The, I didn't have this in the original report, but I'm gonna copy and paste this. This is all like with footnotes and the whole nine yards. This isn't just something like some KKK group came out with to like demonize the black race. I try to stay away from that type of stuff. Okay, um, and so th- that's just one thing to think about regarding this whole subject. Okay, so just to further clarify that census data for this was for 2000 of the number of race. Of all individuals incarcerated in the United States revealed a wide racial disproportion of incarcerated population in each state. The proportion of blacks in prison populations exceeded the proportion among state residents in 20 states. The percent of blacks incarcerated was five times greater than the resident population. So, again, I'm, I'm trying to kind of bolster what we're talking about here today. And again, it confirms what this black gentleman judge was saying second ago, what he's seen in this courtroom. And he's making a plea to the black race. What are you doing? What are you doing? A lot of it, I truly believe, stems from this rap music. I really do. Because it's as violent... I used to listen to that garbage when I was young. Before I ever got saved, before I was ever... I used to listen to a lot of that stuff. And really, looking back, there's probably nothing that I ever listened to that would incite violence more than that hardcore, you know, in the hood rap type music where they talk a lot about, they talk a lot about killing people and prison life and drugs and sex and every evil you could possibly imagine, okay? If you're already growing up in a bad environment and then you add to it that, it's like throwing more fuel on the fire. And um, so, again, uh, this is, I'm just kind of trying to, Build on this report, so we're we're establishing our premise here. Okay, so some more statistics to add to that. A black male born in 1991 has a 29% chance of spending time in prison at some point in his life. This is all referenced material. Um, Next point. Nearly one in three African American males aged between 20 and 29 are under some form of criminal justice supervision, whether imprisoned, jailed, on parole, or probation. Next point. One out of nine... African-American men will be incarcerated between the ages of 20 and 34. Uh, Next point, black males aged 30 to 34 have the highest incarceration rate of any race or ethnicity. Now, a lot of this also, I truly believe, has to do with the um, really, really low... uh, There are statistics available for this as well. The dads leaving the picture. The, they're getting these women pregnant, these black women pregnant. They have a baby. They have to raise it by themselves. Or many times it's a, it's a white woman. And these, it's, it's over and over and over again. If you watch these prison shows, it's very, very rarely did, did a, a lot of these black guys ever know their dad. Or if they did, it was very, very at a limited, limited level. They have no male uh, father figure uh, role model in their lives. Or if they do, it's horrific Many of most of the time. The ones that are in prison. I'm not talking about all. I'm talking about the ones that are in prison. This disproportionate amount that are in prison. And it's, it's again, Satan is trying to destroy the family unit. That is incredibly important. If he can destroy the family, so goes that nation. And our families are being totally destroyed on a lot of different levels. And um, I think that's a very common denominator, according to what I've seen, 
regarding this subject. Okay, so let's go further. Uh, I'm going back now to the... Um, some of, I'm just hitting the high points on this 11 pages of uh, white on or black on other race crime. Uh, Atlanta street gang members videotape brutal hate crime attack on, I guess they're gay people. Um, this one, screen on the green aftermath. I guess this was in Atlanta. Only one incident reported, uh, supposedly reported to the police. Atlanta police say no report of hate crime on screen at the green. Uh, the popular Screen on Green series at Pembroke Park ended abruptly last um, after several fights broke out and there were unconfirmed reports of gunfire. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution quotes a Newman man as saying that he and his friend were victims of a hate crime during the melee. It was, it was black on white. One comment about this said, this is what happens when you let the thug element take over. Get ready to see more of this. And this is a thug element that is not being... The, the police are letting them get away with this garbage. And whenever you let somebody, particularly evil, get away with something, they're going to keep doing it. You know? There's, there's, there's not been near the repercussions for these things as there should have. I, I'm, I've showed you the double standard today about all of these crimes being like, this is probably the first time you've ever heard of them. And then we have the one little thing, and I'm not saying there's not white on black crime that takes place every day that's not re- ever reported, okay? But this one thing they have focused in on and to the exclusion of so much else. So this guy says, this is what happens when you let the thug element take over. Get ready to see more of this. But since these youths get a cultural pass, it's probably better to simply cancel all the family events in Atlanta and let the thugs have the park. The cops know the courts won't do anything about them. So, And again, this is all by design by the Illuminati. They want to create a lawless race. They want to create what Aleister Crowley says. Do what thou wilt will be the whole of the law. That's the race, that's the way they want society to be. That way, in a society like that, it's really easy to impose martial law. You know, it's really easy to impose a police state if this becomes the norm. You you understand where this is all heading? Why they're letting them get away with all of this? Why they're not reporting on it? They want to encourage this behavior. So when they eventually implement martial law, it will be so much easier because so many people will have been doing this already, getting away with it. It's really easy to see when you look at it in that light, what they're doing here. Uh, He goes on to say, the cops know the courts won't do anything about them so they don't waste time trying to control them. Why arrest these criminals when you know the courts are just going to turn them loose again anyway? Yeah. Uh, Next report. Three teens shot as crowd... Lee's screen on the green. So there were three teenagers shot. Then we go into the flash mob chapter, where uh, mob robbery caught on tape, flash mob of teen Rob's clothing store in broad daylight. Then the next one video shows teen violently looting Redford gas station. Next report, surveillance video of African-American teen flash mob robbing under Upper Darby Sears. Next one, flash, flash mobs invade Canada. Next report, Good Morning America, Flash, Mob Video, a Mass Theft Becomes the Latest Teen Trend on the Web. Flash Mobs Rob 7-Eleven, African American Teen Mob Swarms Convenience Store in Las Vegas, Group of Women Hit North East DC Convenience Store in Flash Mob Robbery. I'm skipping tons and tons of link. 
links. This one, Ramjet Roger McBride says he used a rifle to chase off a teen mob raising you-know-what in his northeast neighborhood. Um, this is a guy that actually stood up to it. Uh, then in sports, black violence spilling over into high school basketball. Mob attacked other people before store clerk beating. And then crazy football night, American high school. Um, you know, a lot of these sporting events, man. <laughs> you got to be really, really, really super careful. You know, because you could definitely be at the wrong place at the wrong time at some of these sporting events. High school football games, basketball games. Um, and the thing is, is now with this Zimmerman thing, it's going to be even worse. We're going to see, this is going to escalate. The reason I'm doing this study is just to give you a fore, a, a, a forewarning. This is just the beginning. This has only been since 2011 when I'm reporting on. Now, this next report is entitled Salon Website Goes After White Girl Bleeds a Lot. It says racial violence does not exist. That's even better. Racial violence, none of this stuff I'm reporting on even exists. I'm just a prejudicial white cracker. That's all I am, a honky that just, I'm just racist as the day is long and I can't stand whatever and I just got to get my two cents in. Okay, that's basically what they're saying. Again, if the white race was doing this like they're doing, I'd be reporting on it. Okay, I'm not going to give them a pass either. But this is a book that's entitled White Girl Bleed a Lot, The Return of Racial Violence and How the Media Ignores It. Whole book's been written on this now. Um, reading Colin Flattery's book made it painfully clear to me that the magnitude of this problem is even greater than I discovered in my own research. This was Thomas Sowell of the National, Regi National Review. The first and only book to doc... Now, this is separate than all the links I believe I'm going over today. This is separate. This is just a separate book confirming all the links that we're looking at here. There's probably a whole lot more beyond that. This is the first and only book to document the recent epidemic of black mob violence. More than 500 examples in more than 75 cities, all since 2010. World Daily Net says um, Colin Flattery has done more reporting than any other journalist on what appears to be a nationwide trend of skyrocketing black-on-white crime, violence, and abuse. Front Page Magazine said, quote, the book White Girl Bleeds a Lot, Bleed a Lot, let me just change this, uh, is an important entry into the debate over whether black racial violence actually, violence actually exists and whether it should be reported on. Of course it should be reported on, if it's, you know, doing this. While the debate continues, the book breaks through the barriers of censorship, and transcends the anecdotal for a raw snapshot of cities under siege and a nation in total denial, for the most part. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play this video and narrate it for you. Um, this video... This video is called uh, White Girl Bleed a Lot, The Return of Racial Violence. It's about an eight almost nine minute video. I'm just, I'm probably going to skip through some of it and just kind of give you some of the high points to kind of drive home the points I've already made. Cause some of this is going to really tie this together. Okay. Now this first part is really, really, really super low audio. And I don't know why it gets louder later, but, um, 
this is, I'm going to try to like give you the high points of the video here. So I'm going to let this play. And it says, here's a few of how these black and white crimes sound. Hi, my mom just got like a deck of flash mob and her eye is like bleeding. Most of the callers tell dispatchers they see a racially motivated melee. Now, at the same time, in this video, you're seeing the actual videos of these things occurring as you're hearing these callers call in. It had to have been absolutely terrifying. It's like a montage of a whole bunch of different black-on-white crime going on in a very short period of time. There's, there's really uh, no excuse. First said they were hiding inside dressing rooms and reported hearing gunshots. There's kids all over the place. They're just screaming, running. I've, I've got a customer on the floor over here. They busted out a glass table. Get people over here. You can hear the panic in the Boston store employees' voices. I, I had a lady a listener the other day told me she was driving, I think, somewhere in Texas. They got in the wrong neighborhood, and they, they were being attacked in their car, essentially. They barely probably got out of there with their lives. I mean, evidently, this is just becoming commonplace. It's like Road Warrior or something. And... You know, this is this is just something that's becoming commonplace in America. As they beg police for help. We need police right away. Where inside the store? Kids are all over the place. Where in all over or more scared of that? All over the top level. They're just everywhere running, screaming, breaking things. There's a crowd of kids in here. There are gunshots. You need to get over here now. There were gunshots. Therefore, one of the... In the, the 9-11 calls you hear, they, they basically, the police came back and said, oh, the youths were just acting up. They won't ever say they're black. And they're just acting up, you know. I guess just a little bit of, you know, raging hormones, I guess. You know, it's okay that people are getting killed and hurt and robbed and beaten and raped. No, that's fine, you know. But, uh, yeah, just acting up a little. Walnut in Old City. As the man passes the boys, he appears to make a point of giving them more room on the sidewalk. All of a sudden, three of the boys jump him, knocking him to the ground. They kick him, and then he goes to the hospital. You know another thing that's really disgusting about this? I've never seen one of these beatings. Really, I don't think I've seen one, whereas one-on-one. It was all like groups, gang beating, an innocent either whether they were white or Hispanic or whatever. That's typically how these things roll when you see them, you know, which is also just more disgusting and shows the cowardice of this stuff. Home invasion robberies of Asians. This is showing a video of Asians being taken out of the car and uh, robbed. Hear the video, the rap. Now they're beating up some gay people. Now the video is talking about inciting, the, the, the video, rap video you're hearing is talking about inciting to riot and, and, and do all these wicked evil things. Yeah, we have 
Now, in a lot of these videos that you, you would be watching on this thing, you can click on it, i give you the link. They were all put up on YouTube by the people doing it because they're proud of it. That's another thing. It's not like they're trying to hide it. They're proud of it. This is another notch in their belt. Okay? Um, this is how, this is what they're doing. This is one of the most popular rap songs of all time about rioting and looting. There's some cussing in these videos, I'm sorry. Um, it's it's kind of muffled by the actual speakers and everything, but just so you know, there is a little bit of cussing. I think they edited most of it out, though. But this is what they're, this is the mentality. This is what's breeding this. I want to, I want to drive this point home of what is, what is fueling a lot of this stuff. And I, I know I'm not covering all the aspects of this. I'm sure I'm leaving all kinds of stuff out. But I think this is one of the main things. Here's a gigantic melee at Mall of America. They, they were talking about wrecking a white man there. You're seeing more and more videos here. Um, uh, just more videos of basically either flash mob, black flash mobs, or black on white violence, black on gay violence, black on whatever violence. And, you know, it just is what it is. And, and this is just documenting that. These are a lot of the... Uh, uh, these are uh, a lot of the the, sto- the stories actually reported on earlier. Oh, uh, here's one where they're beating a pregnant woman, a, uh, a white guy and a pregnant woman. And I mean, the guy is trying. You can see he is not trying to start a fight here. It's on a bus, and they just keep hitting the white woman, kicking him in the head. Um, just you know. Uh, here's a black flash mob stealing a whole bunch of stuff in a store, a uh, department store, and uh, this is and um, here's another one. They're throwing chairs at each other at some type of public event. Looks like in this case they're fighting each other more than anything. They're throwing men are throwing chairs at some black women. Oh man, this is messed up. This is really messed up. But this is the face of this. And I think it needs to be unmasked. This video for this song has more than 10 million hits on YouTube. And I... Oh, I'm going to start a riot. That's the name of the song. I'm going to start a riot. 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 You know, so I mean... You know, what do you expect? If this is what you're putting... The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. You put this kind of garbage in your head, you drive around with your base systems, and you're driving this deep into your cerebral cortex, you're going to act out on this stuff. And, I mean, it's, it's really... 
uh, funny when you see white kids uh, driving around acting like they're they're like black gangsters or something. They're listening to this kind of stuff, and it's like they want to be that, you know. And uh, here's a guy just got sucker punched for absolutely no reason at all. You could tell the guy was just walking down the road, just got laid out. Here's a guy savagely beaten in Baltimore, attacks, and they strip him naked and rob him. And it shows it. And, of course, they're blotting out his private parts. But they're, they stripped him naked right in the middle of the street, uh, beat him, and uh, stripped him and robbed him. And... Again, video after video after video. This man is the superintendent of the Chicago police, it says. And he says this woman is responsible for hyperviolence in Chicago. Oh, and it shows a picture of Sarah Palin. They're going to blame anything on Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah, like it's her fault this is all going on. Uh, and then one year later, hold on, what did it say? One year later, one year later he blamed the pilgrims. He blamed the pilgrims for all this stuff happening. <laughs> he blamed the pilgrims. Okay, here's a black flash mob in a convenience store just stealing. Uh, big fight at the beach. Here's another black flash mob. They really like to go in here. They do it in numbers and they steal everything they can steal. Destroy the store as much as they can. Rob it and then they go out. And they have, they have such strength in numbers, nobody tries to stop them. Most of the time. Here's a guy being pulled out of his car in the middle of an intersection, being beaten by a black flash mob. Um, and they're saying what the, like, like the New York Times would say, that this particular incident wasn't much. And I mean, you can see it was a big deal. Myrtle Beach, police inundated with crime during an eight-hour window. Um, white girl bleed a lot is now about, hold on, what did that say? White Girl Bleed a Lot, uh, which is the book we just talked about, is also about how reporters ignore the black mob violence, which is just as disgusting, you know, as what's going on, basically. Because they're condoning it by ignoring it, essentially. Here's a black flash mob in Milwaukee that you're seeing. I mean, these are a lot of people here. This isn't like two or three guys. This is a lot of people here, into the hundreds here. Uh, after seeing the violence on thousands of people on the video, how did the reporter describe it? The festival's image has, has been tarnished for a second year because of the actions of a few, trust me. Oh, the, it, say, it said that the, this, this thing was tarnished for a second year because of the actions of a few troublemakers. Okay, these things are heinous crimes being committed here. And they, oh, it's, it's the, and they, they won't say they're a black flash mob. Oh, no, never, never. Just like they don't typically in these stories say if it's Muslim. They'll leave that out if it's mainstream news. No, 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 we can't. Oh, no, that would be politically correct. They can do all manner of evil and do whatever they want to do. That's fine. Because they're that certain religion or they're that certain race. That means we got to give them a pass. Okay, same with gays. Same with Muslims, and it appears with with the black races doing this type of evil, it's very similar. Very, very similar with illegal aliens, okay? Um, that they're able to get away with all manner of evil, and I've documented that over and over again. You look at the pedophile priests of the Catholic Church, what they're able to get away with. So this isn't just exclusively to black, particularly black males, young black males, but this is what we're talking about in this particular study, and it, and it merits... Discussion. This story, it became apparent the city of Norfolk did not want to aggressively pursue the case. And even more troubling, the editor of the Virginian pilot, where the two victims work, played it down. The so, in other words, Pete, the, the, 
they, they don't want to persecute, they don't want to prosecute these cases, and the people that are getting beaten don't want to do it either. I think they're afraid of repercussions of the black community, uh, or they're being intimidated by somebody. Story has been blown out of proportion, and that's not to diminish the fact that I had two reporters who got beaten. Um, blown out of proportion. Two reporters that were beaten, other people that were beaten, but the story was blown out of proportion. You know, we, we, we want to sweep this under the rug like we do the other hundreds of cases that we've just talked about today. But what it amounts to is uh, a street altercation, not a mob attack. <laughs> no evidence that it was a racial attack. Oh, such a lie. not a simple street altercation. And there is no question it was a mob. First that they're, they're showing all the victims of this one case they're talking about in the hospital and all the injuries that they have, this, you know, not big thing, well, it was not a really big event, it was didn't have any racial implications, you know. And they're showing all these people literally in the hospital, some of them are like, in their hospital beds, passed out. Hiding inside dressing rooms and reported hearing gunshots. There's kids all over the place. They're just screaming, running. I've, I've got a customer on the floor over here. They busted out a glass table. Get people over here. You can hear the panic in the Boston store employees' voices as they beg police for help. We need police right away. Okay, so that's I, I wanted to kind of get into that as well because that's something noteworthy. Um, about I know I'm over time for this teaching, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, just finish out this part one. So in light of these reports that I just got into, I find the following report then beyond comprehension. Okay, Federal government plans to persecute Zimmerman. It's not over, said one of the most powerful men in America, Senate Majority Leader Henry Reid. He said now that a jury of his peers has found George Zimmerman not guilty of murdering Trevon Martin, it is time for the federal government to step in. <laughs> they found the guy innocent, but no, 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 he's not. Now, the federal government has to step in and finally get justice for Trevon. Now, again, please, view this in the lens of all of the other atrocities that I've just cited that are either not reported, underreported, downplayed, not prosecuted, let go, or covered up. All, most of those reports were far greater than what happened in the, in the Martin Zimmerman case. Okay? which was most likely a case of self-defense anyway, which is what was proven in a court. I believe that's the case. These aren't self-defense cases. These are people being attacked, raped, robbed, looted, unprovoked, just because of the color of their skin. That's racism. That's the hypocrisy I'm trying to just drive home today. And this devil has the audacity, Harry Reid, to say that they're going to they're gonna go after Zimmerman. On a federal level. Appearing on Meet the Press this morning, Reed told David Gregory the Justice Department will go after Zimmerman. And the president does he have a role in speaking about this after the shooting, Gregory asked. And uh, I guess Reed said, Yeah, of course. And I think the Justice Department is going to take a look at this. You know, this isn't over with. I think that's good. That's our system. It's gotten better, not worse. Oh yeah, right. Our, our judicial system has gotten so much better. I've just, we've just documented that today. In other words, if a jury reaches a verdict the federal government and the Obama administration think is not politically correct or is contrary to their political agenda, they will move to take a quote look at it 
and take action to placate special interests. Soon after the verdict was reached on Saturday night, the NAACP called on the Justice Department to persecute, I'm sorry, to yeah, persecute George Zimmerman for the inexcusable crime of self-defense. Other civil rights organizations called for Zimmerman to be prosecuted. We will be calling on the federal government to file criminal charges on the basis of civil rights violations, said C.D. Witherspoon of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference of Baltimore. The NAACP has pledged to fight for the removal of stand-your-ground laws. Here's another agenda, another huge agenda regarding this whole thing that I mentioned at the very beginning with Obama's statement. The NAACP, Satan, has pledged to fight for removal of stand-your-ground laws in every state and make racial profiling a primary consideration in self-defense cases. Oh boy, black person breaks into your house, you better think twice about shooting him. You might want to just let him kill, steal, and rape all your family, because you don't want to be, if, if, you're, if they even suspect you were racial profiling him as he broke into your house, you're done, Whitey. You're done. It's over. <laughs> I'm serious. This is basically what they're saying in so many words. You don't have a right to defend yourself against a black man coming against you. This is really what they're saying here. It's insane. I mean, if, regardless if he's white, black, green, or red, they're breaking into my house, going to do harm to me and my daughter, trying to, whatever, committing unlawful acts, they need to take action against them. And, but this is, this is the type of politically correct uh, devil government that the New World Order is trying to enact. And a big part of this is taking away our right to self-defense, which would be the stand-your-ground law, and also taking away your right to have a weapon to defend yourself. That's the bigger issue. Taking away your Second Amendment rights. That's another gigantic agenda behind this whole bunch of garbage that we're talking about today. A number of liberal advocacy groups included NAACP, the Urban League, Color of Change, Common Cause, People for the American Way, and MoveOn.org. They have worked to eliminate the right of Americans to protect themselves. Florida's dangerous... This was from Color of Change. Again, Satan speaking here. Florida's dangerous shoot-first law allowed Travon's killer to walk free without charges for more than a month. Oh boy. Shoot-first legalizes vigilante homicide, which is what this was, evidently, in their eyes. Vigilante homicide and has demonstrated racial bias in its application. That, that, was, that was a quote from Color of Change as part of a campaign to eliminate stand-your-ground laws. Now again, they're a tool of Satan, of the New World Order, to take away our gun rights and to take away our right to even self-defense. Okay? And especially if you're white. Because if you're white, there's a much higher likelihood you're going to be accused if you do defend yourself of racial profiling. Because obviously the only people that are racist are whites. We saw no racism here today of blacks against whites, right? I mean, we've seen none, no evidence of that whatsoever. It's all been white on black racism that I've reported on today, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so the characterization of self-defense as vigilante homicide, when it contains supposed racial bias in its application, means when a white person defends himself against violence perpetrated by a black person or any other government-designated preferred minority, that is unacceptable. 
Uh, all of this, of course, underscores the globalist agenda to disarm all Americans. Now, it's a known fact by the New World Order that the most highly trained, highly armed sect of our society are white American males. Um, I'm sorry, but that's, that is the case. Not to say that there's not blacks that wouldn't fall into that, or, or Hispanics, or other races, but as far as by proportion, if you go and you just look at states where, you know, obviously most states have places that hunt, hunting licenses, the millions of highly trained white American hunters that have guns and rifles that are, their scopes are dialed in, their guns, their guns are well cared for and clean. I mean, these are people that know how to shoot. These, that is a gigantic threat. Returning veterans, okay, um, that is a gigantic threat to the New World Order. Most of these are middle class. I've told you before, one of the main goals is to eliminate the middle class of America and to create a super poverty class and a super elite class. They want to get all of the inferiors they, they view into the ultra-slave, dependent on the government class, take the mark of the beast class eventually. And then they'll have the elite white, and then uh, in the process they want to try to eliminate over 90% of the population, because that's the first commandment of the new, of the uh, Georgia Guidestones, of the new, the uh, Ten Commandments of the New World Order, reduce world population to 500 million, which is about a 90 plus percent reduction in the current population. So, that's what their goals are. The Trevon Martin case is not about, is not about totally about racism. It is also about destroying the Second Amendment and turning the American people into a defenseless herd, no different than the Russian, the Russians under Stalin or the Chinese under Mao. Political power grows out of the barrel of a gun, Mao famously said, and he wasn't talking about the guns in the hands of the citizens. Since 2009, Color of Change, this group that is trying so hard to remove your Second Amendment, them and the NAACP and these other groups, um, since 2009, Color of Change has received $550,000 from the Soros Open Society Foundation, George Soros, Satan himself, essentially, New World Order boy, and is closely connected with MoveOn.org, an organization perpetually engaged in peddling Obama's globalist agenda and fundraises for the establishment Democrats. MoveOn.org has also launched a petition demanding the Justice Department ignore the jury decision in Florida and further victimize George Zimmerman. I mean, the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Uh, beyond unbelievable. Color of Change is an organization dedicated to shutting down free speech, free expression, free markets, and free enterprise, writes Peter Bella. They are against capitalism and civil liberties. They want to repeal the Second Amendment, force people to be victims, and are against uh, and are against stopping voter fraud. In other words, these organizations that are for all of this garbage are pure evil, which shows you what side they're on. They're on Satan's side. The last report here is the defense lawyer said if Zimmerman were black, he would not have been charged. George Zimmerman's defense lawyer, Mark O'Mara, wasn't timid with the mainstream media during a live Q&A, uh, calling out the media on injecting racial tensions into the case. In a Q&A, O'Meara told a reporter that Zimmerman would never have been charged if he were black. I, I know one thing. It would have never, ever in a million years made it to this level of national attention. It would have been a black-on-black -black crime, 
End of story. Just one of the many black-on-black crimes that, that occur. I'm not saying white-on-white crime doesn't occur. But I'm just saying, this, do you think this would have been this big powder keg? And the guy is, I mean, he looks, I mean, he doesn't even, he looks Hispanic, and he is at least technically half Hispanic. Okay, so this is what O'Meara's attorney said. The answer came during a live Q&A session with George Zimmerman's defense attorney, Don West and Mark O'Meara, who were surprisingly blunt with the media questioning. O'Meara went on to call out the mainstream media for twisting the case and turning it into a racial bout. They may actually spawn riots, flash mobs that could result in the death of innocents. We've already documented how they're all primed for that, and they've been doing that anyway. These same people are going to be the same ones that are doing the flash mob, the, the same criminals that we talked about today and cited in a lot of these stories and videos. Uh, this is a nonsensical, violent response to protest the verdict of the Trevon case. The fact of the matter is that media has turned this case into a racial conflict of white versus black that isn't even applicable. First of all, George Zimmerman is of Hispanic descent, yet somehow the media is spinning it as if he is a rich white male. And they're even calling him a rich a Jew or whatever, or an evil Jew, the black, the new Black Panthers. <laughs> you know, hey, yeah, I guess you can call him anything you want, you know? This is, of course, a tactic performed by the mainstream media who controls these organizations that are inciting all this violence um, to make the case an issue, to make this case an issue of race and subsequently generate mass frenzy over this perceived racial divide. There is a racial divide, though. I'm not going to go so far. I mean, I documented the racial divide today in all those stories. Um, that's not my imagination. All of these attacks that are taking place black on white. I, I'm not going to apologize for that evil, okay? So there is a racial divide taking place here, okay? We can't act like it doesn't exist because then that's just, oh, let's just cover it up. Let's act like it doesn't exist. Just let the, the, the black flash mobs just kill, rape, do whatever they want to do. So that needs to be addressed, okay? Um, but it, and you, it won't be addressed. It will only get worse if you ignore it, which is what's being done pretty much for the most part that, that I can see. The fact of the matter is the media, an arm of the corporate monopoly that controls the bought and paid for politicians within our nation, continues to fuel the racial divide like never before. And <laughs> this is uh, this is going to turn out really, 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 really bad if this goes down. And I see this as being a major tenet of, of bringing martial law into America. Let the black and white races go at it. Don't do anything about what's going on with the blacks. Let them keep, let them keep doing this. And eventually, there's going to be some whites that come out and strike back. And then it's going to be, in the, and then the press is going to blow that up. And there's going to be something real for them to actually talk about. And it's going to be civil war against primarily white male men. And like I said, you look at the army. If you look at hunting licenses per state, the white male men that hunt, those are the primary demographic that does this. And there are millions of them, and they are highly skilled. These guys take hunting very seriously. I don't do that. I don't hunt. And I'm not saying it's bad. I just have never really done that. And um, they're waiting. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've talked to people. And they're waiting for this. And, and then you got the Ku Klux Klan. And then you got all of the, the, the pro, um, you know, Confederate Ku Klux Klan. And they're waiting. And they're, you know, this is not going to, 
most likely turn out good. And again, it's part of the New World Order plan to bring about martial law in America by creating and fomenting a civil war, primarily of the white race against, I think it's going to be like black and Hispanic. I think it's going to be, because you can't, I can't see the Hispanics aligning with the white races. I just don't see that happening. But I, I, I think this is most likely one of the triggers, or it's going to be part of implementing the coming martial law agenda. Now, you could combine this with an economic collapse, um, currency collapse, collapse of the stock market, a false flag event, or multiple false flag events taking place across America from Muslims, or possibly some of these black flash mobs. Uh, you could combine this with a pandemic-type scenario. You could combine this with World War III going on, and then you start to compound things. Then you can really see how that whole thing on the back of the $1 bill, which is their motto, you know. See, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about, what I'm going to say right now. I said all the stuff I said today to say this. You look at the back of the $1 bill at the left seal. Anut Quaeptus Novus Ordo Secorum, which means announcing the birth of the New World Order. When was that? 1776, May 1st, Beltane, by Andrew Weishaupt, who started the Illuminati, essentially, at that day. Not to say evil didn't exist before that date. Well, no, that's when the Declaration of Independence was... No, actually, before that, months before that, May 1st, Beltane, high satanic holiday, where they sacrifice humans, I've talked about this before, was the birth of the New World Order. Okay, and again, this is what they want to bring about in totality, and this is going to be one of the main ways they accomplish it, I believe. Uh, one, I don't think it's the only way it's going to come about, obviously, but it could be one of the main ways for America. And obviously they're trying to do this, push this as hard as they can. And, and th putting the white race in a position where, you know what, um, how much more are we going to take? Before we do something about this, before, you know, all of this unbelievable out of control black on other race crime, somebody pushes back. Because I don't see a whole lot of pushing back right now. And I don't think it's right to just let evil go unchecked. Is that what we're supposed to do as Christians? Oh, let, let it go unchecked. Let them do whatever. Rape my family, kill us, slaughter us, do whatever. I'm not going to resist. I don't think there's, there's anything biblical about that. What that is, is that's cowardice. 100% total cowardice. And so, I'm just saying, I see this going down, and, and I'm not condoning uh, civil war or whatever. I'm, not, I'm just saying, this is my assessment. This is what I see happening in the very near future. This is what I see after I've talked to certain people um, that are, a lot of them aren't even Christians. You talk to people at gun shows and things like that. I mean, it's going to be really, really, really bad. And again, I think primarily we, we should be praying about this stuff. Um, making sure you're as right with God as possible. Um, I'm not, didn't say any of this stuff today to try to alienate my black listeners. I love my black listeners, okay? I'm just talking about, this is not your fault, okay? This is just something that's taking place within a specific race that's not good, and that we've documented today, okay? Um, 
And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate. I'm always trying to be a watchman. Wherever I see something that needs to be addressed or needs to be exposed, I'm going to do it regardless of the repercussions, you know, uh, of, of whatever. So, um, the, this ends by saying the, the main report from Mike Adams. It says, I urge all natural news readers, regardless of your race, your beliefs, or your color, your skin, to stay at home after the verdict. Don't become a victim and don't take part in any riots or violence. Also, I encourage you as a staunch defender of the right to self-defense to pack a loaded gun in your home and have it ready. Um, and assuming that you don't have children running around your home and assuming that possessing a gun in your area of, is, is legal, which it is in most states. This is just a case. This is just in case the riots get out of hand and angry mobs start pulling people out of their homes. You know? Which, eventually, it will come to that. It will. It's unlikely, but if they do, um, remember, you can't forget about, uh, you can forget about calling 9-11, particularly if they're doing it in mass. It's just like a flash mob. They overwhelm you. So, and, and if, 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 let's say the black races started to do this in mass, the, the police departments would be so quickly overwhelmed, you might as well forget. Now, this will be the excuse for them to roll out martial law, though. To bring out all those nice foreign Russian troops that they got waiting in the wings to be our good buddies, and the Chinese troops, and all these fun, and who just love America, and would do, want nothing for us but the best. It's gonna have, it's gonna bring that, and I just reported on that last week, it's the first lead story I did. It's gonna give them an excuse to bring all those wonderful home, uh, homeland security yoked up foreign troops out here with the homeland security forces, and just, you know, it, it's gonna be a wonderful, wonderful, fun world, if, uh, if and when that goes down. And, um, this could be the actual linchpin for all of that happening. And, uh, he goes on to say 9-11 will almost not be able to respond to anything. He says, remember, this is for you to protect your family, your person, your home, and your property. I specifically do not want you to take a gun out of your home and run around the streets looking for trouble. Stay home, stay armed, and be smart. Exercise your right to self-defense with a sense of responsibility and maturity. And this guy writing this is not even saved, but I I pretty much agree with what he's saying here. At the same time, do not be afraid to assert your right to protect your life, your family, and your property against aggressors who intend to cause harm. Yeah, amen. Amen. So, and I got into that in the teaching I did on your right to biblical self-defense that I gave you the link for earlier um, in, the, in the body of this teaching with the PDF that goes along with it and all the supporting documentation. So, if you're not familiar with that, I would suggest you would want to listen to that teaching and after this teaching to further understand the full scope of the problem because in that particular teaching I get into how the flash mobs are going to work. And particularly in the inner cities and in the city type environment, and why, if you're in a city right now, uh, you might be wanting to look for an exit strategy. Again, do what the Lord tells you to do. Fast about it. Pray about it. That's the best advice I can give you. I don't want to give you wrong advice. We're all in different situations, and we're not all cookie cutter. God has different plans for us. So. I would say fasting and praying is the best advice I can possibly give you regarding that. So I'll go ahead and end this out in a word of prayer here. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. We praise you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord, that you've bestowed upon us. I do pray you bless and protect the body of Christ, Lord, my listeners, and um, that we would do what you require of us, what is godly in your eyes in every respective situation. Um, And that we would have Christ-like love 
for one another, Lord, but that also we would also act, if evil is on our doorstep, we would act in a manner befitting um, a Christian, that we would also, you would show us in what manner that you would want us to uh, provide for our families, to protect our families in these things, and that you give us that wisdom and that discernment to know these things, Lord, that you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, Lord, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. I pray, God, you use the body of Christ and all the godly ministries out there, Lord, uh, mightily for your glory, Lord, that um, you would win many people to the Lord Jesus Christ through them. And we ask all this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.